0: Witchy and weird Weird Podcast. Hello, Witchy and Weird. I am here with Tia Johnson today, and Tia mentors spiritually centered people. Uh, To break free from society's obsolete and oppressive lifestyle standards, to crack the code of their spiritual gifts, heal, reconnect with the goddesses, and live their truth to create the magical life of their desires. Tia does this by providing intuitive insights, certified spiritual healing practices, and lifestyle strategies through mastermind summits and retreats. Tia is an eclectic witch, spiritual lifestyle mentor, speaker, and two time self published author and podcaster who has spoken to, uh, at several conferences and events in Canada, Ghana, Bahamas, Mexico, and throughout the United States. Hello, Tia. Welcome. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm really excited to finally have you on. I um, have been on your podcast and I've worked with you on one of your online retreats. So it's a pleasure to finally have you over here on, on my side of the Internet, I guess.
1: <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. It's always a pleasure to speak with you.
0: Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk to you. I think that a lot of coaches or spiritual like practitioners, they share their lifestyle, but they don't actually make it their business to help people with their lifestyle. And I think that that's really cool that you, I don't know, like, I think a lot of people don't see that as a lifestyle or an option for a lifestyle. Um, And I think that there's a lot of power in like, saying I want my lifestyle to be this and I'm gonna work with somebody to help me do that because I think that's where a lot of people feel unanswered questions Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to pick your brain about that
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah and it's hard for some people because depending on their environment they can't be as expressive to make it part of their lifestyle as a whole so my approach is to Look at it from a building block perspective, where they can start off with changing their nail color, you know, wearing different jewelry, and then progressing to going to events and traveling that really piques their uh, spiritual interest, so they can just get them themselves out there more and more until it becomes a full fledged lifestyle.
0: Mm, I love that. So I'm curious. I always love to ask guests like how. How'd you get here? What's your story? How did you decide, like, I'm going to help people with this?
1: Yeah, my story goes back over a decade now. I had to think about, (laughs) you know, time just becomes a a warp of things now. But yeah, it started uh, over a decade ago with the death of my grandparents. Um, I was extremely close to them and I was grieving. It was really my first time that I was just... Thinking, I don't know what to do. What's going on in my life? And uh, I ended up. What I learned in hindsight was going on a spiritual journey, and I learned a lot about myself. Some of the questions I asked was, you know, who am I really? Am I really living life? Because at the time, I had a wonderful job, wonderful uh, active social life, but I really felt like something was missing. And it was it was their deaths that, that triggered that. I wanted to help people who were also grieving because I figured if I'm grieving, then there must be others. So I ended up getting uh certified in various spiritual healing practices and creating my business in the process, just really solely to help people who were grieving and then it just ended up taking a form of its own over the years.
0: Wow. Were you like, were you spiritual before that or you said it like triggered your spiritual awakening. So were you like, <clears throat> excuse me, was it, I don't know. I think that, I don't know the timeline because you said it was like 10 years ago, but it yeah. could be like this happened. And then I just decided I'm going to learn all this stuff. Like that's, that's so crazy. I feel like for some people, it takes way longer to even acknowledge that part. Yeah.
1: No, for sure. So yeah, I, I would say that's the more conscious, a uh, spiritual awakening if you will because as a kid I had premonition dreams I would know things about people I would have visions with my my actual eyes not just my third eye this is before I learned about third eye and uh yeah my grandmother she was very influential in my life and she studied dreams and numbers all the time and what she would do is whatever she dream of say it was a black cat or her brother she would have all these dream books that had number associations and she would cross-reference that to play the lottery and she would win. Oh so it, it was just, it started really with, with that and me confiding in my grandma that this dream I had. And she said, yeah, that's a premonition dream. So it was just really me sharing a lot with my grandmother of, Just different things. Even uh one one um event that sticks out in my mind is again showing my my age here, I was playing The Sims way back in the day on my computer. I don't even remember which edition that was. And I just had this strong feeling in my chest that I couldn't explain. It was just like, whoa, I had to stop playing the game. And I told my mom and grandmother that I just I feel like something's wrong, something's off. And we got a call later on that night that our cousin who used to be uh, I guess a semi-professional boxer. He had to unfortunately uh, take care of his son um, in a way of, you know, fighting and and do harm because he was actually trying to harm his mom, you know, his wife. So it was, sometimes it's just that premonition feeling of something that's going to happen. So yeah, they were, it was a series of events that happened uh, in my life as, as a child and young adult before I learned the name of all the other things outside of, the name of premonition dreams. So yeah, it was just a series of knowing things about people, you know, hearing things, uh, knowing when someone was going to call, things like that. And and then the second half was when I, like I said, I learned the names, and I just started learning more about myself and expanding from there.
0: Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love when um, I love when we're older and we get to look back and then we see how <laughs> <That was> psychic. <laughs> how spiritual things actually were right like wait a minute nobody, I, I love that you had at least like your grandma as a sounding board to mm-hmm. kind of be like no this is real this is a thing so that's beautiful yeah,
1: yeah and and it's, it's so crazy when you think about it too like a black cat means what with what but it worked for her and she would she would hit the lotto so it's <laughs> something to be said about that
0: yeah that's really cool <laughs> um I okay so I'm curious you talk about working with goddesses so I'd love to hear more about how you do that either in your practice or how you help people like tap into that type of energy
1: oh yeah for sure and wow I almost didn't work with the goddesses, I was so scared because I was working with archangels in the beginning because, you know, angels are calm. You know, they, everyone knows angels, even though you learn later, not so much, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I I remember when I wanted to um, write my first book because I was just so involved with uh, goddesses and I thought I'm going to be this crazy woman talking about, you know, some entity that does what again? And I heard write the book, like write the book, so I did, and uh what would end up happening was I just incorporate more goddess work into my craft, so it's a combination of me uh channeling the goddesses, me just you know chanting their names, mm-hmm. sometimes they appear to me in dreams, and then I learn about who they are, uh for example, with uh goddess hecate my my patron goddess, I only knew a little bit about her very little before I I had this dream. And so far, so much so that she wasn't on my mind. And uh, one day I had this dream and it was uh, a a being that looked like a dark elf that I was fighting. And this whole transition happened from the Morrigan, which is again, another goddess who I knew so little about. And then from there, from that dream, I just started digging in more more into who they are. So it's really a combination of some goddesses that appear to me, something I learn about and I just click with them. And so I, I would light a candle or I would just as I was saying, you know, chant their name. I would ask them to go before me in a in a meeting or something like that that I really don't want to attend. So yeah, it's just a combination of having conversations with them and just sitting and quiet and receiving messages. And every single time I'm worried about something I always hear you know, the goddess, especially Hecate will not forsake you. She's not going to leave you abandoned or anything like that. So yes, yeah, it's, it's combination of conversations, um, just receiving messages and quiet, or if I'm in the shower, working with Yimana, you know, that, that water element and things like that. So yeah, it's just incorporating the goddesses in every way, shape and form, even as simple as drinking a cup of coffee, as I'm just sipping it sipping it and you know smelling the aroma I'm just saying you know thank you guys you know thank you thank you so it's just really ingrained in that manner
0: I love that I think something that really fascinates me about you and what I like watching you on like social media and your practice is like how you're able to fuse I don't even know the right words for this how to fuse magic into a lot of mundane like you were one of the first people that I saw That inspired me. I actually do this practice now. Like you talked about rubbing oil like on your feet and like really like pampering your vessel and like how how you're saying like that ritual of just drinking the coffee and having that gratitude associated with it. Um, like people just drink their coffee, they don't even think about it
1: in a spiritual way.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm like curious if that like came from the goddesses, if that was like something you learned, but yeah that it was like really inspiring so now i i make oils in my business and i will use them like on specific parts of my body now and um like think I, it's helped me to see i guess my body in more of like a vessel magical way yeah, um absolutely but yeah i don't know if you have like anything to share around mm-hmm. like that and your like practice to make taking like mundane things and making it magical.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was uh me experimenting. So if I have an oil say for <clears throat> excuse me, money prosperity, I think. Well, when I'm walking to places, I want to walk into opportunities mm-hmm. and, and I want to also attract opportunities. So, you know, I have a nicely pedicure, you know, feet I'm like, this feels smooth, so let's let's make it smoother. With uh, some oil, so I just figured, okay, well, let's let's put the money oil on the feet and and just chant. You know, every room I walk into, if there's an opportunity waiting for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I walk, I leave, you know, glitter and magic, and I, I leave my mark. So yeah, it's it's a combination of me experimenting and and the guidance. Yeah, sometimes I would hear, you know, wear this necklace, and I would put on my amethyst necklace. So yeah, it's definitely you know, that uh, how how can I make this a little bit extra, a little bit more than, and even with the uh, back to the coffee, I have little uh, cinnamon sticks. I got them from a, a local market, you know, I just put the cinnamon stick in there and, you know, just connect with uh, a, a prosperity goddess, whichever one, you know, people want to connect with, like Lakshmi, and I just ask, you know, her to bless me as I'm stirring the cinnamon clockwise, so yeah, it's, it's definitely what I encourage people is to experiment because the mundane is the framework. And once we add the magic on top of that, now it becomes a little bit more. So it could be just about anything while you're brushing your hair, you know, with every stroke, there's a new opportunity. There's a new, whatever you want to have, whatever you want to say, uh, and, as you're doing it, if, when you're eating, you know, thank you goddess for this abundance. And then you can pick an abundance goddess and work with connecting that way, even with, you know, clothes. Uh, I feel like I'm more channeling Lilith right now with the black and red. So you can just think like, okay, what, what this goddess wear? What are her colors? And how can I incorporate that into my life to channel that even more? So yeah, it's, it's that combination.
0: I love that. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck up in like, I need to just have like an altar or a space. Right. And that can be hard to maintain or maybe you, don't have the freedom to actually have a space for that in your home right right i love that you have all these it feels truly like life hacks (laughs) or things
1: we can move amongst the muggles you know
0: (laughs) it's so true i love that because if you already do it you know now you're just adding the gratitude the intention into it you're adding that magic into it and that makes it like so much more meaningful oh okay so do you So it sounds like you work with goddesses, both as like, as a patron, like more traditional, like witchcraft way that we've seen, but also in what I've seen, I guess, the modern way, but just like, using their essence, their intention, like their magic, and like just connecting to that.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And that's what I focus on a lot too, because You know, we live in in a world where we can't do certain things. Like, for example, I I live in a city, so I can't necessarily just go down to the local, you know, wooded area and really get involved with the goddesses and nature in that way. So I figure out ways I can incorporate, you know, like the city witchy life and things like that. Or even when I'm on vacation, I figure out uh, like how I can incorporate that if I'm on a beach somewhere like that. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a combination of the new and the old, you know, for, for various reasons, but mainly because of where I live. Hmm,
0: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went through that, too. Like for two years, I wanted to move to where yeah. <laughs> I was closer to like nature because I was like, it takes me like over an hour if I want to go
1: to right. the-
0: something. So,
1: exactly. yeah, you got to find a spot where you can really be by yourself, where people won't not necessarily distract you or you know just getting your way you just want to be in that space with yourself that's one of my goals is to have my my house built and I can have a a little area where I can just be out in nature with the goddesses and you know all that jazz just you know out there by myself
0: yeah I feel like we're we have similar uh dreams
1: (laughs) yes
0: so okay so I'm I'd love to hear like from you in your own words, what would you define a spiritual lifestyle as? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I define a spiritual, great question, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I I define it as living a life where you incorporate spirituality in every aspect, but you're not letting it override every single thing. For example, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're going through a difficult time in your life, don't spiritual gaslight yourself to just be like, Oh, I'm just going to send myself love and light and it all be okay. Like, no, 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 this is about helping you to tackle these things in various ways. Uh, and, and for that to be your support system. So that spiritual life is just a combination of understanding, surrendering, you know, what you can control, what you can't control. Sometimes, you know, it, it's not about going fast and this happens every single time because i'm someone who i am not patient <laughs> unless you are a child or an older person you know but once i realize, and i i hear this all the time relax don't 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 say that or don't do that and then the most beautiful things happen sometimes i get a bonus of something or someone pays for something or the plans fall through and had I purchased that or reserved that and now I have to go through the process of getting a refund and all these other things. So it's really a combination of just listening, understanding what you can control, what you can't control, that surrender, having a daily weekly, even if it's a bi-weekly practice, something that can keep you grounded Mm -hmm. and, and have that supportive framework, which I am just such an advocate of that Uh, way to help you stay centered but also at a high vibe so no matter what like you'll be here even if you're going through something you're not going to go back down here we're not doing the old us so it's about that leveling up having that uh, that space and gratitude for yourself and you know constantly doing self-evaluation so you can make sure that you are in uh, areas where you are celebrated where uh, people want you to succeed no matter what where you pick and choose the events you want to go to because everything isn't for you. So just having that discernment there and really working on having solid boundaries, radical, unconditional self-love for yourself, and really tapping into your magic, just unlocking yourself at every level.
0: Hmm. Yeah. There, like what you said in the beginning really stood out to me. And I think we've on the podcast in which you and Weird were about this too. So I love that. You know, obviously, we bring on guests that are amazing, but <laughs> um I like the way that right out the gate you were saying it's not, it's like using spirituality to empower you to do what you want and what you have inside and not the other way around to let that like take hold of you or to overwhelm Because I think a lot of people especially when they are going through their spiritual awakening and like with all this stuff in the new age spiritual communities floating around that's just like culturally appropriative or just all this stuff like just right out the gate you're like it's not you need to buy into a system you need to follow a set of rules you need to like do everything the right way otherwise it won't work it's really for a system for you to feel empowered and feel supported and make decisions I really like that like I know it seems like very basic or simple when we're thinking about it, but it's so revolutionary and like what we've grown up in, even non-spiritually, like society, we've grown up with, um, you have to do this. You have to grow up and be this and fit into this.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's it's a lot of deprogramming and it's unfortunate sometimes because I, I see now online people, Uh, they think that someone has to give them Oracle cards. There's a lot of gatekeeping and I can see how that happens because we were actually, I I was having a conversation about this the other day about our permanent records. I don't know if you remember in school, uh, you know, the teacher used to say to the class clown, it's going to go on your permanent record. We never saw, I don't know if you saw, I never saw my permanent record. It was that fear mongering of I got to be good and do this and oh my God. So it's just a constant, uh, need, of uh, permission. And I don't want to get anything wrong. I don't want to say anything wrong, but what you end up learning is, um, you are really in control, and there is there are a lot of rules that are "quote unquote" rules <laughs> that are built to keep you in a certain box to benefit other people. And when you go on a spiritual journey, you you unlearn so many things, and you just think, "Wow!" Like all, all this time, just like in a Wizard of Oz, that like the power is already within. And so it does take a while to to overcome that. So I I totally get why like the new wave of people think, you know, the way that they do, because for so many years we were just told that we had to get permission because it's this magical thing that's, you know, keeping checks and balances with everything that we do.
0: That is so true. Yeah, it's even in, it's like everywhere in our society and how we were raised and unlearning that is like so, so empowering and free. (laughs)
1: It's so free. Once you really stop thinking about what people care about you, like, sure, there's going to be your your core people who you, you're going to think about, like, okay, yeah, I, I don't want them to look at me in a different light. Sure, you're going to have them in mind. But, you know, overall, it's, it's so free to not worry about, oh, what, you know, Auntie so-and-so is going to think, Uncle Jimmy, and, you know, this coworker, that coworker you know, whomever, it it gets to be so overwhelming. And and you just go back to think, how can I be right all the time? And that results in mental exhaustion, that results in not feeling appreciated. You know, you start to learn things about people, the older you get, you know, you think adults were the ones who knew so much and then you learn like, "Mm, not necessarily, not all adults. (laughs) So yeah, it is so multi layer but it is so freeing when you realize you could do the the best thing, you could be a good person and help people and someone will still find an issue with that. So why not live your life? Why not just step by step, put yourself out there more? And in that process, you will find the community that will celebrate you, that will welcome you, you know, that will challenge you in the right way, you know, give you great advice, who wants you to succeed no matter what. Not just you getting to a certain place and that's okay. That's an issue too, where some people are okay with you saying, for example, having a a house with two bedrooms, that's okay. But don't get a a house with five bedrooms. It's okay if they can emotionally dump on you. But if you get boundaries, Mm. now that's a problem. You know, people, they like you to get a little bit far and have a little bit of a say so, but not too much, not too much. So we have to also be uh, cognizant of that along our spiritual journey because we do want to help people and, and we want people to grow with us and be there with us, but it's, it's just not possible.
0: Mm, I love that. So what, what advice would you give to people or maybe like some starting stuff? So I guess I have two questions in this, but um, the first one would be like, how would you what would you say to people who maybe want to define maybe they've never thought about what they want their spiritual lifestyle to be, what they want their lifestyle to be. Um, they're like hearing all this and like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't, I don't need to listen to other people. <laughs> I don't need to do this. I'm like, okay, but what do I want? Like do you have advice on to how people can start to get those answers from themselves?
1: Yeah. One of the first things I did was look in the mirror. And I was someone who rarely looked in the mirror. I mean, just to make sure that, you know, my hair was brushed, you know, something like that. But uh, I would say look in the mirror and start with that conversation with yourself. One of the first things I asked was, uh, because I I wanted to be sexy years ago. I'm like, how do I be sexy? And I looked in the mirror, like, how does this happen? What do I want? And I just looked in my eyes and looked in my eyes. And, you know, it's like you're just constantly going in. So first, you got to look at yourself really, and and really, truly, like truly look at yourself and then ask yourself, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. Who am I? What do I like? What am I tired of? Mm -hmm. And when you are asking yourself those questions, things are gonna pop up like, yeah, you know what? I am tired of constantly showing up for Jennifer. You know, every time I speak with Jennifer is always, you know, her her ex-boyfriend issues or whatever issues, or you know, like, you know what? It's just the same on repeat. I'm tired of that. I'm not going to do that anymore. Or it's, you know what? I don't like the way I dress anymore. I'm going to change that. I'm going to go to, you know, this Rite Aid, a a local store. I'm just going to look at a magazine for inspiration or Pinterest for inspiration or, you know, follow people you might have to, work a little bit more to curate this because of social media. But, you know, find people to follow on social media, their style, and and work from there. So think about the colors that you love. Think about even going back to childhood. What were some of the things that you absolutely love to do, love to wear, whatever the case may be? With me, I I went through a TLC phase, you know, and those women, they had their own different style. So that was the inspiration. How can you craft your own style? Fashion is, you know, subjective, really. It's it's art. Craft your own style. People are going to say things anyway. So, yeah, just start there. Deeply looking at yourself. Because you're going to go on this journey of getting comfortable with yourself. So you have to be able to look at yourself deeply and, you know, ask those questions. What do you like? What do I like? What don't I like? What would I want to do going forward? How do I want to look going forward? It's a series of questions and that will put you on a journey to get you to where you want to be.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah, and I think that ties back to like your definition earlier about using like your intuition and your discernment, and not letting other people define things for you so I think I've I did the mirror thing <laughs> it was really intense for me Same, like I I tried to avoid looking in the mirror as much as possible and when I did I would like judge myself so it was it was a whole thing and the first time I just sat and just looked at myself I was like crying
1: yeah oh the cry sessions yes, yes. <laughs>
0: It was a lot it was like oh my god this is actually me and I'm actually just like witnessing myself for like the first time and it was very intense um but yeah I think it does help you connect on a deep level and answer those questions that might feel like hard to answer Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so what um in terms of like finding what you want and exploring and changing I like that you talked about um checking in regularly right like so do you have um, any practices that you can share either witchcraft or regular like you talked about looking in the mirror like and then you know finding those answers through clothing through what you want to look like and stuff like do you have other stuff that you would tell people like try this try that or this is a good way to find answers and stuff like that
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I love appealing to the senses. So I love burning incense and I, I get incense from various witches and I just, you know, take in that aroma. I look at the smoke and I forget what the technical term is for, you know, when you look at smoke for messages. Yeah. But yeah, I look at smoke and I see which way is going. I look at the fire. If I'm burning, um, say, like a, a petition, I look at you know where the fire is going. So I, I love fire. It's one of my it's, it's the main element in my birth chart. So I'm just like all fired out. <laughs> so yeah, I do a lot of uh like work with fire. And uh even when um that petition burns or the ash from the coal burns, I look at the form it takes inside the cauldron because I have a nice little cast iron cauldron. And so I do that. Uh music. I go on YouTube. I pull up different, uh, like, uh, what is it? The, the Hertz, like the eight eight eight, or the activating DNA, um, or even like going to Spotify and typing in witchy music or like sensual music, things like that. So yeah, it, it's just a, a process of appealing to the senses, and lo and behold, it's just so crazy. I would get a a vision, a message. I would hear, you know, some form of direction. And it just puts me right back on track, you know, because it happens. Sometimes we get frustrated. Like I said, I'm impatient. <laughs> I got it better over the years, but I'm not quite there. And it's just like, okay, what I'm supposed to do next, you know, you want some, uh, you know, want to like help me out here. You want to send some, you know, like messages or something. So yeah, it's a combination of that. And, you know, just relaxing. I will relax on my sectional or, you know, I'm in bed Sometimes when I'm in the shower, I will play music. Like I do have a shower playlist, Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a, a, again, it's just like a lot of combination of things that I use and I get it, like I said, a vision or I would hear something or I'll get like a notion to go somewhere. So yeah, that's what, what helps me.
0: I love that. Yeah. I think we talk a lot on the podcast about embodiment, like connecting to your body and I love that your advice is completely different than other stuff like a lot of mainstream stuff you know like meditate or do this and I like how you're incorporating the body like using your different senses that you have to help you like sit deep into yourself or to clear whatever way so you can receive answers I really love that Mm, I'm like I'm like getting all these thoughts about things I want to try. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, I even sometimes I take, say, uh, like after I got the shower, I would have my oil in my nightstand. And so I'm just getting used to, you know, like filling my skin again, because we spend so much time outside of our bodies, especially, you know, over the years where, uh, you know, marketing companies, you know, tell us, you know, how to look, how to dress. And, you know, I've been there where I used to wear these most uncomfortable shoes because fashion, <laughs> who cares? So, yeah, so it's also about uh, just as you were saying, you know, like getting back into your body, you know, like sensory, like just, you know, just touch your skin, you know, just give yourself a hug, you know, and, and get back into that to just get comfortable with who you truly are.
0: Mm, So good. So it seems so simple, but it's like really powerful. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah it's it's, it's crazy yeah it, it is it is really simple right it's like taking a shower and we put on lotion anyway right but you know swap out the lotion for uh an oil from a witch <laughs> you know there you go
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was like when I started like I said when I watched your stuff and I started seeing like oh I could make this mundane thing magical that truly helped me like doing the oil like after the shower connecting i'm like not just like an ends to a means of like i don't want to be dry so i'm just going to quickly put on all my lotion it's like i'm taking this time to like connect with my body to like worship it to like feel good in it and that right. is really where the magic is
1: yeah that that slowing down yeah mm-hmm. process to really give yourself that time because we, we do so much right you know we're so much to so many people and we're on a go a lot. So it's nice to slow down and, and cater to, to us.
0: Yeah. So what are some other like ways that you help people? Like, I guess, what does it look like when somebody works with you to define their spiritual lifestyle and have the life of their dreams?
1: Yeah, it's, it's fun. It is fun. We have a lot of, uh, funny conversations. I have, a. Uh, live Q and A's with um, my students. And so right now I'm having um, masterminds. I haven't been taking on -on one-on-one clients that I want to do more of a a group setting. And I I may bring that back, but uh, it's been like the live Q and A's have been a charm. So what I do is I'm I'm down to earth. And I look, I say students, but I, I end up becoming friends with them and uh, I just I hold space for them. I do not judge. I let them talk. I remind them that this is their time. I'm the co-pilot. This is their show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, in, in doing that, they are just so open to receiving not just the, the, the modules and um, the masterminds, but just the messages and and receiving themselves all over again. Because just as like I was saying, a lot of uh, the people who come to me, they are so many things, to so many people, and they have great hearts, and they end up putting themselves last. You can put yourself first and help out everyone else. So it's it's that transition that happens, and it happens pretty fast for them as well, whether they are implementing boundaries or they're putting them, themselves out there a little bit more. It, it, it varies, but they have pretty quick results and is long lasting and they can always revisit the material. So as they grow, they can, you know, go back to something that maybe didn't click as much because other things click and now that can click and then they can use that. So it's a constant growth. We're always laughing. I tell stories about my life and yeah, it's just a really down to earth experience that I hold space for and you know just just let them grow and, and remind them that you know this is really your show and you know you have any questions we even go through real life situations for them so when someone works with me that's what they can expect is really someone who's like a friend who happens to know this information you know it's sort of like uh what was the guy from uh game of thrones he just says i drink and know things it's like i do spirituality and know things so it's just like yeah i'm just like a you know, a friend that's your cheerleader. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to help as I tell people. And yeah, it's just, just that that space that I hold for them.
0: I love that. What you said about, like, re rediscovering yourself or, like, relearning yourself, that, like, really hit me. Because I think that not a lot of people take the time to, like, be with yourself and to ask yourself, like, we talk about this like in my household with my partner and stuff there's this weird feeling of when you realize that it's not fitting anymore in your life you've maybe moved on then you think I need to go back to what I was when it felt like I fit the last time and so there's like this living in the past trying to like recreate and it's like you're you're teaching people and giving them the freedom of like it's not that it's about recreating, re-understanding like creating new re-checking in like all this stuff and that uh that, and I'm the, I want to put on a t-shirt where you said you can put yourself first and s- still help everyone else like
1: I love that <laughs>
0: uh, like I'm like please for the again in the back please like <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you could
0: still do it <laughs> yeah because I think that's a fear a big fear like Who am I if I'm not defined by somebody else? If I'm not how this person sees me, how that person sees me, and you're giving people like permission to define who they are for themselves.
1: Yeah, because people think, oh, if I don't do this, and I'm a bad parent, you know, it's like, no, no, you're not. Kids will see what you're doing and soak that up like a sponge. Okay, the whole notion of do as I say, not as I do does not work. It never worked. Okay, so, you know, it, and, and it's, it's one of those things that, um, again, it's, it's that unlearning process. How can you really show up for people if you are so drained that you can barely do anything? Right? It's just as the saying goes, when you're on a plane and there's turbulence, what do they tell you? Put the mask over yourself first you know, and and, and it's like that you cannot, or you can, but it's not sustainable. You can't put a bunch of people before you and think that you're going to be okay. You're going to lead to burnout. And sometimes people don't realize that and they think that um, they are going through maybe depression or something like that. And that could very well be the case, but you first have to look at what's surrounding you. And sometimes it's just a bunch of energy vampires no boundaries exist. And I can understand how that happened because it's just the thought of, man, I don't feel appreciated. I'm doing so much for people. And then you feel down and then your posture is off. You know, so once you start putting yourself first, you know, your posture gets better. You start realizing things. You set up boundaries and your children will see, oh, wow, like this is this is how, you know, life really should be. They may not say it in the beginning. You probably won't learn it till they're an adult. But, you know, it, People need to give children a little bit more credit because they pick up on a lot, and they are smart. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's just about you know, the more you replenish yourself, the more you can you can help others in various ways. It don't has to, it doesn't always have to be this big, you know, gigantic, you know, process of helping someone. It could just be, hey, you want to get a cup of coffee. And you may not know that that person needed that cup of coffee that day to just sit down and talk with someone, but because you, you had just poured so much into yourself that a simple cup of coffee is just, is just that. It's like, yeah, sure. Of course. As opposed to, no, I got to go home because I got to cook for the kids and all this other stuff. Not saying that that's bad, but again, it's one other thing for you to do that could have been delegated you know, that, you know, could have been, or maybe a meal prep, you don't have to do every single thing because you can. And because you choose to delegate, doesn't mean that you're less than.
0: Mm-hmm. This, this is funny that you're bringing this up. Cause my next question was going to be like, um, you talked about, like you help people with like obsolete beliefs and things like that. So I was curious, what are like the most common things that oh, yeah. you practice with people? Oh, that.
1: Man. Yeah, the, the most common one is, you know, putting everyone's emotions before your own. You know, if if I live the life that I truly want to live, what will my mom think? What will my, you know, dad think? What will auntie so-and-so think? What will the friends think? And the thing is, some of them will get it. Some of them won't. Some of them are used to the old you, and they will not want to give that up. And this happened with one of my, my students the moment. You know boundaries were initiated that person was just you know like oh clutching their pearls and you know that's when i said "Well, that person knew what they were doing and that that's the other thing too people ask me so the uber driver yesterday asked me this he goes you know i'm wondering if you know people who do that to me they, they know what they're doing i'm questioning them. like yeah most of the time they do so yeah it's it's a lot of putting people's emotions before your own and so many people are really scared to do that because they don't want to let them down. They have good hearts and they are, you know, overlooking because they love, you know, these people, all the faults, you know, all the offenses they've done because they want to get to a point where they can have a good relationship with them. But sometimes you can't, and you, you have to either distance yourself completely from them or, you know, just continue with the healthy boundaries where you can, you know, see them here and there So the number one thing is putting other people's emotions before their own. I I don't want to, you know, create a confrontation. I don't want to ruffle feathers. Speaking up, being direct, saying what you want, don't want what does work for you is not uh, an offense. It's not anything bad. And a lot of people are programmed that, you know, if you say this time doesn't work for you, you know, if you're at a job and someone wants to hop on a call. That you're a bad employee. No, if it doesn't work for you, tell them like, hey, actually, I have, you know, a meeting before this time, can we, you know, make it whatever time. So yeah, it's it's that it's also um, understanding uh, how they can be expressive, but also protect themselves in the same way. Mm-hmm. Some people are in situations where they cannot be fully expressive. they cannot show up as their, their true selves. And it's, it's understanding how they can do that as well until they get comfortable enough with themselves and build up enough, uh, it's not, not just confidence, but just also, and this is the thing I help people with too, the the witty comebacks, because you're going to have to stand up for yourself. Eventually you're going to have to take that stance and people are going to question you. So it's also understanding how can they be responsive to that, but not have it escalate into a confrontation. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really a combination of, of that.
0: That second one is interesting. Yeah. Teaching people it's okay. I think a lot of people talk about just be authentically you. It's okay to be authentically you, but then people don't show you, like, so what happens when I'm actually authentically me and people (laughs) don't like it and they're saying things to me? What do I do
1: then? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I see that so often. It's like, oh, you know, be authentic. But here's the thing some people are in situations where they could be living with their parents and their parents are just like witchcraft. Oh heck no, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. Or maybe they are, you know, in in an um, apartment and they're sharing it with someone and they just can't be out in the open or maybe it's just not safe for them for whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah, I, I also provide ways that people can, just incorporate simple things, maybe like a bamboo plant on your nightstand in a crystal. A lot of people overlook crystal salt lamps. So you can start there. You know, I, I provide ways that are um that can be easily overlooked by muggles <laughs> until people get fully comfortable and also in a safe environment because that's the that's the thing too. A lot of witches still get harmed, you know, for for who they are. And 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 I definitely, you know, acknowledge that.
0: Yeah yeah I love that i I just see it as like a sliding scale, but I also see it as like it can probably feel it's a better way to look at it you know I like your phrasing like you know blending in against the muggles or hiding in plain sight, you know like that makes it feel like okay, I'm doing something secret you know that only other yeah. people <laughs> as opposed to like I can't do this it's unacceptable so i like I like your um all the empowering ways, like the perspective shifts that you have on everything is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So um, before we go, where can people find you? Where can they work with you? What's going on in your world? I'll put everything in the show notes as well, but I just want to give you this time to like shameless (laughs) self-promotion.
1: Shameless self-promotion time. (laughs) Yeah, I am on Instagram, uh, mostly and uh, i'm like i'm like what is my instagram name (laughs) at cosmic underscore Witch underscore goddess uh my website is tmarijohnson.com and as far as uh, things coming up i do have some things in the pipeline i'm not sure which one i'm going to release yet so i would just say stay tuned connect with me on instagram i do um live collective readings when it's like a full moon, new moon sometimes. So, you know, we can definitely stay connected. I am uh, very active on air. I'm not going to leave you on red <laughs> or anything like that. So yeah, connect with me there and, and pay me a visit on my website.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom about goddesses and witchcraft and permission and living your dream life. It's, truly empowering just even like even just following tia isn't like i said i'm watching tia just live her life and then i'm like oh this is so cool i never thought about this
1: (laughs) oh thank you melts my heart
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody so um until next time bye if you love witchy and weird podcasts support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchy and weird slash support You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or, if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!